I have the honor of introducing our first storyteller, Will Keeps, who's a rapper, a hip-hop artist, a mentor to youth, a bridge between communities, and a transplant to Des Moines. Welcome, Will. So I'm sitting at this round table. When I look around, I see students, teachers, administrators, and right next to me is my good friends, Governor Kim Reynolds and Lieutenant Governor Adam Gregg. Now the reason why we're at this, this round table is because we want the kids to really tell their stories Tell them about their hopes, their dreams, some of the things they're going through in their life so we can understand each other, so we can walk together. But the crazy thing is, I shouldn't even be here right now. Born in the south side of Chicago. My mom divorced my father. She remarried. My stepfather, when he came into the house, we thought he was all good. He used to laugh with us, play with us, wrestle with us. But one day when I was seven years old and I had my little Spider-Man outfit on, he called me downstairs and he molested me. And my whole world had changed. My whole mindset had changed. I became aggressive and I didn't even know it. It led me to the streets where I thought the streets was my family. I thought I needed to be protected from the streets because I felt like I wasn't being protected in my own home. And the crazy thing, the streets really didn't protect me either because one day me and my friend was walking down the wrong neighborhood and a bunch of guys came up to us and they put a gun to his head and they shot him in the head right in front of me. And they put the gun in my hand, the gun jammed when they shot the gun. And all of a sudden they came and hit me in the back of my head with an aluminum bat. Now when I walked outside that house that morning, I had no idea I was going to see one of my friends die or I potentially die myself. So as they had me on the ground, they kept beating me, and I'm hearing all the blows, the bow, the bow, the bow, the bow. I'm here feeling all the blows. Now listen, I'm afraid to die, but at that moment I was ready to go because my body got numb. So I wasn't, healing, I wasn't feeling the bows no more. It was like a boom, boom, boom. So they left me there lifeless. But the crazy thing is I survived that moment. But I was aggressive, I was angry. Wound up going back to high school, graduating from high school, going to college, but I was aggressive, I was angry. Wound up messing up in college, moving back to Chicago, I was aggressive, I was angry. Wound up moving to Des Moines, I was aggressive, I was angry. But I knew I needed to change my life. I have a beautiful wife, beautiful three kids, and I even take care of my nephew too, because my nephew is from Chicago, and he was involved in the gang violence as well. One day, my kids was in their room. They was watching TV and they got a phone call and they said one of their friends just had got killed. His name was Terry Harris. Got shot in his own home, right in front of his little brother. And my kids, they were so hurt by it. And they came out while I was sitting in the living room. They looked at me and they said, Dad, because I do music. They looked at me and they said, Dad, won't you stop doing all them sex songs? and do a song about what's going on in the community. And so I looked at my son and I said, so you mean to tell me, you want me to stop singing? Let me lick you up and down till you say stop. 
And my son looked at me and said, you know I'm uncomfortable right there. <laughs> so I went upstairs and I did this song called Wake Up Iowa. Now Wake Up Iowa got the attention of the police and it got the attention of the streets. Now the police loved it. The streets didn't like it so much. Because they had a kid come up to me and say, you know what, Will? I love what you're doing, but I don't like that you mess with the police. I said, what? He said, I love what you're doing, but I don't like you messing with the police. And I just had to spin around. <laughs> like, you mess with the police all the time. He said, no, I don't. I don't mess with those pigs. I said, yes, you do. They always looking for you. You always running from them. When they catch you, they fill up all on you. They house you, they feed you. You even gotta pay rent sometimes. You giving them your money. I said, at least when I mess with the police, I'm trying to get them to understand you and how to deal with you. And when I mess with you, I'm trying to get you to understand the police and how to deal with them. So you tell me who's really messing with the police. And he said, you know what, I never thought of it that way. I said, you're not gonna think of it that way because the streets is like a cult. The streets is telling you that you can gangbang. That you can sell drugs, not go to school, not listen to your parents, not listen to authority. See, the crazy thing is, is that the streets is not playing chess with you. They're playing checkers. Their moves are very easy. They're basically saying is, I want you to die. And you're looking at the streets saying, yes, sir, streets. Yes, sir, I listen to anything you want me to do. That kid wound up walking away with a whole different mindset. And then I got some people in the black community, black leaders are saying that I cater to the white people. That I give the white people what they want. See, the crazy thing, my movement is called Starts Right Here. And that means that I'm trying to start over. That means I don't care about what race you are, what party you're from. If you're ready to come together and blend and fight people that's trying to, to divide, I'm down with that. So that leads me back to this round table. So I'm at this round table, right? And like I said, I got students, teachers, administrators. And right next to me is my good friends, Governor Kim Reynolds and Lieutenant Governor Adam Gregg. Now remember, I wasn't supposed to be here today. But I survived, and I made all this happen. So it was ready for the kids to start asking their, asking their questions. So all of a sudden, this girl raised her hand real quick. And I was like, I just knew that something was up, that she looked like she was angry, because she had this piece of paper with like 20 questions on them. So she asked the first question, and the governor answered. And she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so she asked the second question, and the governor answered. And she said, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm looking at her like, because this is my thing. If you really wanted to know what the governor was talking about, and want to understand her answer, you would have opened up some type of dialogue. So I knew she was angry. And she started a whole chain reaction of other kids being angry too and not listening. See, the crazy thing in this world today, we want to talk all the time, but we don't want to listen. We don't want to listen. I felt like she missed the opportunity to really connect with the governor. 
to talk to the governor, to tell the governor her hopes and dreams and things that she's going, going through in her life. I felt like she missed it. Because the governor was there to listen. I felt like she divided the room. Now see, this is my thing. I can't stand crooked people, so I can't stand a crooked symbol either. So when I look at that symbol, I just wanna. Turn it around, and I wanna bring another line across so we can add on hope. Coming together, understanding each other, communicating with each other, walking with each other, compromising with each other. And then I wanna take that sign, and I wanna turn it around so we can multiply what we just added. And then, God dog it, that cricket sign keep coming back at me all the time. It never wants to go away, do it. So it's coming back at me again, right? And I just grab it. And I turn it around so we can subtract what we just divided. See, when I subtract negativity in my life, I want to be able to add hope and multiply it with people that's around me. And when I see division in my city and how it's starting to fade away. And that helps me get hands-on to try to create more of a positive influence in my community. And I'm gonna say this to y'all. Next time I do a round table and I got the head of our state listening to what our problems are, and trying to show some empathy for us so she can make a move to do something special for us, and you ain't trying to listen, get your ass out. Thank you.